Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Way Up North podcast. My name is Erin Bishop, and I'm a wedding planner and also the event planner for Way Up North. Today, we're going to be chatting a bit with Kristen Kalp, who is not a wedding photographer, but who has a cranky dog and loads of insight into life. So let's let's get into chatting with Kristen. I got you. I got you. We're just going to be balls out if the dog barks, it's over. Yeah. I've already <laughs> had one where, like... The dog was so annoying that I I just put in my intro. I was like, let's be real, people. I'm in my apartment because it's quieter than my office and my dog is here. So deal. Okay, okay. We have serious business to do. Let's let's make a podcast. Welcome. Thank you for chatting with us. Um, this is Kristen Kalp. Kalp, right? You got it. Yeah. Hi. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. We're very happy to to chat with you for a little bit. So you are one of those those rogue uh, speakers that we've had over the years who are not a wedding photographer. So why don't you start by telling us a little bit about you and, and what you do do? Uh, first, I've shot two weddings in my life. Um, and so I have the greatest respect. And I immediately began shooting completely repeatable events after I shot two weddings. <laughs> it's like, this is where I like to function. <laughs> Um, the first one was like a 36 hour extravaganza. And by extravaganza, I mean like a multicultural grandma was standing over my shoulder. Like you shoot that, you shoot that, you shoot that. So like several thousand photos in, and I was paid something absurd, like $1,200, like just beyond. Um, and then I was hired to go to the Bahamas and shoot like all on location, all like amazing. They bought so much stuff afterward. They were wonderful. They bought like $12,000 worth of stuff. And I was still like, Eh. And so I was like, if it's clearly not the money, perhaps this is just not for me. Like if 12 grand won't do it for me, I think this just doesn't do it for me. Like it was like a boyfriend that you go on two dates with and you're like, no, no, I just need a new boyfriend. Yeah. Like he's really hot, but I'm just not into it. I don't know why. Yeah. So it's, um, I just want you to know that I come at you with the greatest respect for the insanity that is any given wedding on any given day and your ability to show up, be there and ride that wave all the way to the end. Cause it's remarkable. Uh, so what I do was I had a photography business and then it came to this point where I was doing some ghostwriting stuff on the side. I have a degree in English. I was doing a bunch of, uh, helping other people with ghostwriting projects. And as those projects were taking off, one of them, um, got a book deal. And I was like, I can't both run this studio and give my time and energy to this book deal. And I do have an English degree and I do really enjoy this. And I do really want to pursue this and see if I can like have a real book that lives in the world and what would happen and, and all that good stuff. So I went the writerly route with great trepidation that everyone in the photography industry 
would crucify me, call me a failure, and otherwise like lash out because I was giving up photography. Um, and of course, a whole lot of nothing happened. They were like, oh, okay, do you shoot? For, I was like, I shoot my iPhone now. It's pretty cool. That's, <laughs> that's what I do now. They've come a long way, um, the iPhone. <laughs> they have. And for me, it was always about um, I'm not good with adults. So if when you see me, talk to me. It's not that I'm snobby or stuck up or don't want to talk to you. It's that I am the worst at introducing myself to people. And I get really nervous. And I'm like, like my small talk is like, how do you feel about wearing jeans like I just get awkward and it's terrible <laughs> so I was in photography to shoot kids and dogs and I was really good at that because kids and dogs they're so easy to connect with um and then I eventually transitioned out into into writing and then I found that I was a much better um author and I was really good at explaining concepts and breaking them down from these big scary things into these this is not a big deal. It doesn't have to be a big deal things. And then slowly coaching came into practice because I also have an education degree. So I did choose the correct college thing. And then it just took like a decade to get to it. Such a rarity, um, such a rarity. You, you do what you went to school for. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't think at the time I was like, this is completely wrong. I don't know why I'm doing this. I graduated like sobbing on graduation day. Like this has nothing to do with what I want to do in the world. I have failed. At age 22, like, I'm so old. I have failed in so many capacities. This is never <laughs> going to work out. And now I found that, oh, like, actually, it does work out. So what I do now is help people um, typically find and refine their voice, um, which translates to simpler marketing, more effective marketing, um, typically higher pricing, caring less about what other people think, and um, making a business that also brings you a sense of fulfillment that isn't just, like, I make this thing. I don't care about this thing. I sell this thing and I take home some money at the end of the day. Cause ultimately that doesn't fill the hole in your soul that we're all born with. And so my goal is to help you fill the hole in your soul. And also there's money involved, but that's not nearly as important. What is a, what does a normal day look like for you? A normal day. Cause I am a total introvert hermit is I bribe myself to get out of bed. I go to, um, breakfast every morning with my boyfriend because I'm a morning person. Mm -hmm. So I wake up like at a 10 and then it goes down from there. Um, so we wake up, we get an hour together to talk and then I hop into work around 9.30. I write for a bit. Um, I do, you know, like my blogging, my emails, all that stuff. I typically coach in the afternoons and uh, I'm all out of juice by like my 3 p.m. nap. I'm like a gardener. <laughs> like and then... Um, and then in the evenings, like I'm a voracious reader, so I am, I'm reading, I'm going to movies, um, or if any luck and it's a very good day, I'm near a body of water and that's nice. what I do. Do you live, do you live near a body of water? I don't, I don't. Um, I am, I'm an hour and a half to, uh, New Jersey to as Park, which is the ocean. I'd like to go at least once a week. And then on a daily basis, I'm just deprived of water, but I... I find that the ocean once a week is enough to get me through. And do you have any kids? Like what's your, what's your family situation? I have a very incontinent dog. Um, <laughs> that's, and, uh, and a small cat. So I have an old mean <laughs> racist dog. She's terrible. <laughs> like she was, she came that way. She's a rescue. And so she I'm just like, kid, people are going to think that I, I did this. I did not do this. And she's basically like the dog version of North Korea. Like she just fires missiles at random at everyone. She gets along <laughs> with no one. But um, she loves me. She loves my boyfriend. 
she tolerates my friends and um she's just old she gets whatever she wants at this point her name's Hermione Granger like the Harry Potter series amazing um and then I have a cat called Little Kitty who's just you know she's a cat she she needs me for about 10 minutes a day and change you know her food and water and that's all she needs from me basically the perfect child yes (laughs) (laughs) 10 minutes a day we're locked in there it is and I don't have any kids of my own so right okay I feel you I also have the same kids exactly the same dog it sounds like just not old do you have a tiny just... asshole racist dog yeah she's super racist it's very awkward so I totally I totally so feel you there also yeah. a rescue so I try to blame it on that I, uh-huh. I didn't teach her uh-huh. to like bark at people of color but that's her that's her jam so exactly I'm like you're such an asshole dog stop it stop Stop it. <laughs> the worst part is my dog's actually from India, so she she barks at anyone dark-skinned. I think she probably got kicked around a bit as a puppy. I don't know. but uh, yeah, she, Oh, she barks at her own. That's even worse. Yeah, exactly. Oh. And always Indian people come up to her here because they can tell she's like a street dog from India and they want to know the story. I'm like, please don't. Please don't come over. Please don't come over. Oh, poor thing. But I do, I do always wish, and I've said this to my photographer friends before, I'm not a photographer, I'm a wedding planner, but I've said um, that I wish they could come up with like a bride treat the same way that there's dog treats that could just get the, get a look out of a bride that you can get out of a dog when you need to take a photo of your dog. But no one's made that yet. Right? It would be so much better than all the work you have to do to get all the posing right and get them out of their head. And you can't just bark at them and get their ears up perfectly. It just doesn't work that way. So true. Maybe maybe I'll think about that. That'll be my next my next life mission. <laughs> That's your next million right there. The bride you heard it here, the folks. Bride cookie. Um, <laughs> I know I've had a few million dollar ideas in my life, like night vision windshields, and just so we can say it in public, drive through Starbucks. I thought of that ages ago. So well, I'm, yeah. I'm glad that someone got on it. That took forever, way too long, relative long. to all the other things that you can drive through and obtain. Agreed. Agreed. Um, and you mentioned, um, ghost writing, explain ghost writing. Ghost writing is, uh, I'm going to use an example that is not me. So ghost writing is like when you see a person that you have no respect for, that's in, that's in the celebrity eye, like a Kim Kardashian mm-hmm. and she like has this book and you're like, what is this? It's actually well-written and makes sense. And it's 300 pages. And this is Kim Kardashian. The ghostwriter is the person that wrote the 270 pages. And then she wrote like a little bit on top and the ghost gets no credit and no byline but typically um you know they've helped and they're compensated for their help so it's the invisible person behind the person who is the the name or the quote-unquote talent and then there's a ghostwriter interesting it's sort of like those guys who would play the parts of musicians like um have you ever watched the documentary the wrecking crew no. Highly recommend. It's about these musicians in like the 60s who would play in the studio for like the monkeys and bands like that who just couldn't like nail it in a studio setting. Then they would bring in these pros and they would come in and, and do the session, but were never credited. It's as if the oh. band had played it. Yeah. It's the whole thing. That's heartbreaking. <laughs> I think it's like a hard thing if you're like a drummer to play to like a click in the studio. It's a special skill that not everyone can do. So. Mm-hmm. It's like ghost ghost banding, but that makes sense in that context for me. That it is sort of weird though. So like sometimes we read books that are like bio- autobiographies, and it's not actually the person writing it. So often, 
so often. Like, I'm sure, uh, like, Hillary Clinton admitted that she had one. Like, in the vast majority of cases, even with people you do respect, um, there will be a, uh, a ghostwriter. And sometimes, even if you just look at the bottom of the page, it'll just say with and then a name you completely don't recognize. That just means that the ghostwriter fought to get credit and have a byline instead right. of just being completely invisible. Did you ever, like, write something and then feel resentful that people didn't know you wrote it? Um, you know what I did was it, when I started doing it, I didn't realize that you're, most people just get paid X sum up front. And I went for X percentage of the book over the course of its lifetime, the book program, whatever, over the course of its lifetime. So I've always been compensated well enough that I've been like, no, go, go. Yeah. Go sell a million dollars worth. Yeah. Oh, it's no problem. Um, yeah. So I've been better compensated for being a ghostwriter than I have for having a published book, like over and over and over again. So go, go sell that ghostwritten stuff. <laughs> like, so your, your life being about plugging the holes in people's souls, would you say yeah, that very, your own soul is like, <laughs> is your own soul devoid of holes? Like, are you super happy? Everything is perfect in your, Oh in my your God. Life? Um, I think <laughs> when I look at people that, that whose holes don't have souls, I would say like, Maybe the Dalai Lama, um, maybe like, it's not, I don't know that it's part of, I think the whole point of it is to learn the, the human condition and that we all, first off, we all have holes. And secondly, that there's nothing to be ashamed of, but that it is our job to, to take care of ourselves and to notice them, the holes in particular, instead of running them from them, pretending they don't exist or spending them away, sexing them away, eating them away, Netflixing them away and just hoping that if you ignore it, it will get better. Or in our society, in Western society, um, if I just fill it with money, it will get better. <laughs> Which yeah. does not work. Sure, Sadly, I, does not work. I enjoy work. all of those things that you just mentioned, but also... Who doesn't? Also, yeah. like, catting and dogging them away. Stuff another kitten in there. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys, I have 87 kittens, and I'm one kitten away from having no holes in my soul. This is it. <laughs> this is what we're doing. Yes. Um, so, no, in terms of um, whatever you want to call me, if it's some sort of coach or guide or whatever, um, I do not have a perfect life in which everything is, like, hunky-dory and amazing. But I do have a life in which if something is off or feels weird or is like, this just isn't working, I'm willing to look at it and to learn from what it's trying to teach me instead of resenting it, pushing it away or like going out and spending a thousand dollars on some shit I don't need in order to, to feel better about the hole. <laughs> now, now I'm starting to so, feel like I must have some holes. <laughs> I think everybody has the sense of, um, anybody that grows up in any capacity being like a good girl or a good person is going to come into a bunch of fallacies really quickly. Like if there's a plan, you're going to do this, you're going to finish school, school's going to make a big difference. You're going to go to college. That's going to make a big difference. You're going to have a path. You're going to meet a person. It's all going to work on this timeline. And every time your life doesn't sync up with the timeline you made up when you were small, you're going to feel like a rip or a tear or like, this is not working. This is not working. And then you're going to find ways to not feel that this is not working feeling. And then typically that's when things start to get much worse because the things that you try to not feel have to work harder and harder to get your attention. And they don't, they don't work harder and harder to get your attention by rewarding you with loving wonderfulness. Like that's when the wheels come off. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> is this the kind of thing that 
you're going to be chatting to us about at Way Up North or like what, what can we expect from you in Stockholm? So in Stockholm, um, I want to talk more about, um, it's kind of related to the holes in the soul thing without being so spiritual. It's more about, um, you don't even have a chance of taking care of your own issues or finding your own voice or becoming, um, really, really comfortable in your own skin if you're not looking at yourself, if you're always looking sideways. So we're going to talk about a thing I made up called looking sideways syndrome Mm -hmm. and the ways that that affects you in your everyday life, in your art, in the work that you make, um, in your relationships, in your business, in just the the day-to-day schedule that you have that um, it seems like the first three to five years of any given photography business are all about what is everyone else doing? How is everyone else making money? How is everyone processing their photos? What lenses are they using? What filters, what apps, what programs? Um, how are they doing this? With the, like, there's a constant sense of, I need to learn this, but with that, I need to learn this is everyone else knows better than I do. And that can get really dangerous really quickly because it's suddenly you're always looking outward for answers and you just completely stop tuning into the parts of you that are like, no, go over there and take that shot. I know that that's not what your mentor or guru would do, but that's what you feel compelled to do. Mm-hmm. So just learning to recognize and fight the patterns that continually push you to look outward, to get a bigger Instagram following and to override your own sense of this is what's good for me. And this is what's good for my life and for my business. That's what we're going to talk about. Perfect. That sounds fantastic. Let's hope, right? <laughs> Let's hope. Speaking of, are you nervous to talk in at the conference? Do you talk in conferences often? Um, I talk in two or three a year, and I choose like based on um, location more than who I'm talking to, to be honest. And so I was like, Stockholm, that's amazing with this thing. Um, I'm really nervous that my humor won't translate, that it will be like a man called Ove type audience. Like it will just be all very grumpy old men who are like, who are you? What are you doing? Um, in Sweden, we have no sense of humor. And then I'll just stand up there. Like my cheeks are blushing right now. And I'll just be like, oh, this is, <laughs> this is a complete and total failure. And I don't, we don't have the same sense of humor. And I, I apologize. Yeah. So I, I have a great fear of not being funny, but I also know that, um, that Jonas was the one who was like, you need to hire her. So my whole plan is just to wear a t-shirt that says like, blame Jonas if you don't like anything. <laughs> and then that's, that's that to be like, it wasn't me guys. This that's was not my idea. Cause you guys, have you guys talked at a conference together or like, or are you friends? Like how did that come to be? Uh, we, we've spoken uh, together a couple of times um, at assorted events. And I've been like, you're really cool. And he's been like, you're really cool. And that's, that's about how far that's gone. So, um, so yeah, I was really honored that, that he was recommending me and I was like, okay, cool. Let's, let's do this thing. So I'm totally going to have a blame Jonas slide, everybody just prepare for it. It's fine. (laughs) And also right before Max and Jonas. So you're like, whatever I say, you're just going to be like, yeah, whatever, 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 just get to the good guys. So like, (laughs) I understand my positioning in the schedule is not, is not friendly for me, but that's okay. What are you doing? Are you opening, are you opening day two? I'm right before Max and Jonas, whatever that is. No, I wrote that schedule, but I was like, Chris and Kelp, I don't know who that is. Let's stick her here. 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah. I was like, I have no idea who this is. Let's, let's, let's just let's have her as like the marching band filler between the, the, you know, like the game time and then, you know, Max and Jonas. No. So, uh, everybody so thanks is, for that. Everybody thanks. is key. <laughs> everybody is key. And what you really don't want, like the people who should be mad at me are like those morning people. Although you are a morning person, so you would have liked it. Whereas I'm so not a morning person. So I'm like, I'm going to put someone in the morning who's Seems like they have a perky name and <laughs> put them down there and see how they do. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There is a little bit of consultation with Cole and Jacob because they know they know everybody. But um, no, I think the day, day two is awesome. It's going to be the best day. You're talking. I'm talking. I mean, some other people are also talking, but let's be real. Um, let's be real. It's about us. It's and about then us. Max and Jonas were like, follow up for me. Like, yeah, take that. You have to follow me. That's yeah, you know, like happen. when the headliner is on at the club <laughs> and then, you know, you have to throw a DJ on after because you don't want people to feel like they have to go home. Like that's exactly that's they're the after party. That's exactly. all that's happening. <laughs> um, but I will ease your mind. Like now I've I've been through four or five. I can't remember way up north and they are totally mm-hmm. going to get your humor. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. They Check love a funny worried. they love a funny a funny girl. And there's lots of girls, it's girls and guys, and the funny people, which you clearly are, do really well. Excellent. The serious people do well too. Like there's we had a few speakers who were very technical and people get into that, but it's really like the variety of speakers that's good and I think everybody really looks forward to that one or two non photographer speakers after hearing so much photography based stuff. So you're going to be just fine. They're going to love you. Let's hope. I know the answer to that is like, no, I feel great. I feel great. I'm going to crush it, nail it, hashtag winning. Like that's, But that's at this point, that's not where I am. I'm just like, oh, God, it's going to be great. Like it's, mm-hmm. That's where I am. Totally understand. But I do think that you should get like a thank Jonas shirt just in case, like put it on underneath. And when everyone's like roaring in applause, then – you know, oh you my peel God, off a layer. just rip it off yeah. and be like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, That's cool. even better. I like it. I feel like I wish I had an official podcast where I could be like, we're going to post that in the link to this show, you know, when you listen to podcasts and someone mentions something, because what I really want is a photo of your dog, but I'm going to try to find one on your Instagram. Oh, that's totally it. available. I'll post, yeah, on, I'll post it on Wayo. Yeah, I'm, I'm Kate Kelp on Instagram, and she's... Hermione's, you know, like half the show. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. I feel like we might be the same person on opposite coasts of the continent. Exactly. So Uh, she's like old and mean and like I use her to to flare my political ills without having anybody think it's me because it's clearly Hermione. It's clearly the cranky dog. Yeah, absolutely. Love that. That's that's how it works. Um, Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot with a question. Hit it. Um, What... What has been your biggest work fuck up in life, in any job? Um, about three years ago, I had a camp and I was like, this is going to be the most, the single greatest event in the history of time and space. And it's also going to be wildly profitable. <laughs> and it turned out that it was the single greatest event in the history of time and space, but I lost $43,000. And... Um, I don't know, maybe for some people that's not a big deal, uh, but for me that was like more than I had earned for my whole first year's salary teaching. It was a year and a half of teaching effectively that would have paid that back. So um, so I learned about, I learned, I learned a lot about trusting myself and I learned a lot about 
spreadsheets and about not just hoping for the best. And I learned about, that's actually one of the things in the looking sideways syndrome that I learned about was um, I was assuming a lot of things about the way that similar events run mm-hmm. and I was completely wrong about every single one of them. <laughs> so, so yeah, we're totally going to talk about that in the talk, my business, my biggest business fuck up. So, okay, nice. I won't, I won't push you for more detail then, but that's... Yeah, the odds are, um, I've, in terms of money-wise, like, I, I've fucked it really hard, mm-hmm. and uh, I've biffed really hard, and so if you're like, I have $3,000 in credit card debt, I'm like, you, you are fine. You are doing so well right now. <laughs> was, you are crushing it. Yes. I was thinking when you said that, I was like, that's a lot of money for anyone, and then suddenly I was like, she's talking in American dollars. That's catastrophic. <laughs> Because in Canada, yeah, like, just bump it by twenty percent. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, it's like I lost ten bucks Canadian. Thousand, yeah. yeah, yeah, rough, rough. Except in England, in England they're like, it's not that much. I yeah, mean, come <laughs> it's on. true. Yeah. In Stockholm, they'll be like, I don't know what that means. Um, oh, I'll, I'll translate it. it. Yeah, that's. I'm gonna make a note. Translate that shit. When I go to Stockholm for way up north, like I just I can't wrap my head around the kroner at all, and. I just pay for stuff. And then later I realized my coffee was like $12 or something when I'm like home again. But I just can't, I just can't do it in the moment. Some people have apps. <laughs> I don't know. It's such crazy numbers. I'm like, ugh, I need the coffee, obviously. So, you know, there's no price this could be that I wouldn't pay in this moment. Yeah. Yeah. Your choice is never going to be to not get the coffee because it's too expensive exactly. at 7 a.m. on day two of the event. That's exactly. not happening. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Okay, I'll ask you for uh, a little snippet of wisdom of any kind, parting words from Kristen Kelp. Oh my God, you got to give me a category, woman. <laughs> um, I mean, does it, don't you feel like it limits you? Like I could be like, parting words of wisdom about caring for a cranky dog. Or... <laughs> <laughs> I can crush it on that front. Parting words of wisdom for like uh, a person who's young in their business and just getting started what is just one of the many possible things you could say that would be, you know, helpful. Um, that you're going, you're going to fuck it up. You're going to fuck it up really, really hard. And the things that you learn from that, if you let it will make you both a better person, a, a more like they will feed your interior life and they will make you a much better artist in the long run. So short game sucks. Long game you have so many good stories to tell. And so when you fear failure, failure, you're also, or you avoid it at all costs to stay safe, you're also avoiding those places that are going to lead you further into your own exploration of self and your own interiors and therefore your own work and your own things that make you truly unique and wonderful and vital to the fabric of humanity. Nice. As if you didn't prepare that answer. Come on. That was amazing. sent me the questions I would have freaked out and been all nervous like I'm yeah I'm totally down with the improv game so no I don't like you to get. send the questions that was perfect I feel like you had that written that was like in framed on your wall or something and you just read it <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I'm not that cool <laughs> okay well perfect well thank you so much Kristen and we're looking forward to seeing you in less than a month in Sweden Thank you so much for having me. And um, please do, like I have, guys, I have pink hair and I will be wearing sparkles and I'm a total introvert. So come introduce yourself. I'm totally serious. 
and then I will ask you deep questions because otherwise I'll talk about how you like wearing jeans and that's not fun for anyone. So come over and approach yourself, say hi. We've been introduced officially via this podcast and I'll see you there. Perfect. Thanks so much, Kristen. Thank you. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.